It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. According to a survey by the UK motoring body, the RAC, 85% of drivers say they're affected by headlight glare and all said the problem is getting worse. So how big a problem is it here on our roads? Blake Boland of the AA uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Blake. Good morning. And you're welcome to the programme. Now, is this because of the use of LED bulbs that the lights appear brighter on more modern cars? That certainly is a major factor, all right. We've seen the introduction of LED lights more and more over the last number of years. And it's particularly important with with EVs as well as we're we're trying to cut down on the amount of energy that's used. So, yeah, it's definitely a a massive increase over the last number of years. It seems to be continuing. But there might be other factors at play as well. There's obviously an increasing trend towards SUVs. So hatchbacks and saloon, saloon cars in particular are getting less and less popular with higher up SUVs. And therefore, their lights can be higher up as well. So that point where the lights shine and meet your eyes is now, you know, maybe a foot or two feet taller than it could have been in the past. So that's a big factor as well. Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons if you if you are driving in an SUV or you come against an SUV, you, you sometimes think that they've got their lights on full when actually they don't. It's just that they're higher up on the road. That's right. Yeah. And and especially if you're coming up over a dip now, if you're kind of driving around urban streets, but if like myself, if you're driving in, in, in um, kind of countryside conditions a lot, any sort of a dip in the road or a little crest in the road means that angle of the light shining is slightly higher. And like you just said, ne- those lights are now shining more directly into your eyes. Plus, they're more likely to be LEDs these days. Plus, it's more likely to be an SUV. And it's an increasing factor for sure. Yeah. Is some of the glare, though, down to badly aligned headlights? That will probably be a factor to some extent. Now, we don't have detailed data on this, and that's why some of the bodies, especially in the UK, are encouraging independent studies into this to find out exactly what's going on. But yeah, it, it most likely is a factor, but to ex- what extent, we don't know yet. And some of it is, is just is just courtesy and care amongst ourselves. So that, that's you and I as we're driving home after work today. That's making sure that if you do have your, your beams on high, get them down lowered before you meet oncoming traffic. You, you see a car coming around the corner, and you've got your your main beams on just turn them down before that corner comes around and also you can adjust the angle on some cars as well there's a little scroll so typically if you look you know on the dash to the right hand side of the steering wheel there might be a little bit of scroll there where you can actually change the angle of the headlights and a lot of people inadvertently they don't realize they have them pointed as high as possible and that might not be necessary Okay, yeah. And, and of course, with bad alignment of headlights, it, that, it's checked when you go for an NCT, isn't it? Isn't that one of the things they do check? 
So it, it's part of it, but I think a little bit more work is is needed on this just to find out, is it the brightness? Is it the alignment of it? Is it the position of the headlights? Are people having them set in the right way? Um, do we need a little bit more discussion and dialogue between the government and the people looking after you know, the, the NCTs and also the manufacturers just to find out, are we, are we doing the right thing? You know, it's it's definitely a good thing that we can see better on the road with these better lights as technology gets better. But are there some negative impacts? And we certainly need a lot more research on this to find out what's going on and to find out exactly the impact on the eye, how that recovers after being dazzled. Do you think you could actually be putting some people off driving at night? Oh, it is, yeah. So from, from the survey um, that, that you alluded to there at the start, we're, we're seeing figures where, where people are saying that, that they're just not willing to drive at night because of the potential of being, of, you know, having your eyes being glared by, by, by these brighter headlights. So some people are being put off and that's, that's not a good thing. You know, people need to be mobile. They need to get out and about. And especially at the moment where, what are we getting, you know, six, seven, eight proper hours of, of daylight. Yeah, yeah. That puts a lot of, you know, people want to be out. They want to socialise. They want to go collect they're shopping they have to get their kids after a crash um, and it's not a good thing that people are, are feeling trapped for want of a better word because of the potential of being dazzled on the road and what advice do you give to drivers if if you do get dazzled by uh, oncoming car headlights yeah so this comes back to something that that we've spoken about on this show before and it's speed so if you are being dazzled by them you want to slow down now the, the the tricky thing here is if you jam on your brakes and someone's behind you, you can create an emergency. But if you can see a car oncoming, they're not dropping their lights, you can gradually reduce your speed. Also, don't, don't be tempted to look at those headlights. I've spoken to people in the past and they find that their eyes just go towards the headlights that they're annoyed about being so bright. But if you can just keep your focus away from that, you're less likely to be dazzled. Yeah, I can see calls coming in from people, including Catherine Clannacilty. She said, I hate driving at night uh, because of the lights. I feel I'm blinded. I simply now try to avoid where possible driving at night. And as you say, that's exactly what you you don't want uh, people doing. And of course, one of the reasons that it's been raised in the UK is because they believe dazzling from headlights is a contributing factor. They they reckon in about 280 collisions on the roads uh, every year. I mean... Could it be part of the problem with some of our road collisions, do you think? It has to be a factor to some extent. If you are dazzled by headlights, it can take you a few seconds to recover from that that fully. You know, so if you're coming around twisty roads, especially in the countryside, you get dazzled by high beams and you're coming up to a, a sharp turn in the road or perhaps you're not seeing a car that's parked on the side or perhaps there's there's something on the road, you know, being a small branch. And you just don't see that because it takes you those few seconds to recover. And we're talking about potentially moving that car a couple of hundred meters before you get your full strength of vision back and that's a long distance to recover if you're not having proper vision at the time. Yeah and of course we sadly had a 20% increase in road deaths uh, last year and it's and 2024 is already starting off so bad with already a number of road uh, f- fatalities. Are, are you concerned that the number of road fatalities is going up instead of down Blake? Yeah, it, it's tragic. It really is. I checked the figures before I came on air with you there. and We've had eight deaths on the roads so far this year. It's only the 12th of January, you know, um, and we saw just over 180 last year with, as you alluded to there, numbers been way up. 
and it, it really is tragic. And and I've been on the show before with you, and we we spoke about this, and we might touch on it again in a moment in terms of speeding and drink driving. But I think we just need to appeal to everybody just to stop and think for a second here. These are not statistics worth throwing out. These are mothers, fathers, children, aunts, uncles. We really have to to do whatever we can to get those down. And beyond that, we talk about numbers of road deaths. We don't often talk about the people who have serious injuries as a result from this which is a multiple of those that die and these are people with you know lifelong mobility issues now chronic pain um, it, it really is is tragic what's happening there and and it sounds a, a little you know but we just need to stand together at this moment and get those numbers down because it's destroying families at the moment Yeah and I know the powers that be are trying to do something on speed and they're, they're talking about reducing speed limits around the country I know all the local authorities at the moment are assessing all of their uh, roads will that help? It certainly will help yes how much we, we don't yet know so it, it's if you reduce your speed you're less likely to be in an accident and if you've reduced your speed and you do get into an into an accident you're less likely to die or have a serious injury from that so that can only be a good thing and i know with the talk of reduction in speed limits and they're trying to get it through this year and it might frustrate some people at times your, your journey might take you 43 instead of 40 minutes to get home you know you're going to be driving down a road at 80 and you feel like do you know what 100 is okay here but we're just saying to people that look if there's a chance here that you could save a life, reduce the number of fatalities on the road, then why not just just factor that extra two or three minutes on your journey into your day and, and cut down on these these deaths and, and serious injuries. And I know um, when I, we came back last week after the Christmas break and I was looking at figures that have been released by Angarda Siakana for their road safety campaign for the month of uh, December. I, I was really taken aback at the number of drink drivers. I, th- I thought that was a thing of the past in this country. Yeah, you would have hoped so. And I think we did. We, we've certainly done well, you know, anecdotally, when we, we speak to people about what it was like in the 70s or the 80s, it does seem to be far better now. But there's still too many people drink driving. And to go beyond that as well, it's drug driving as well. It's yeah. it, It's been under the influence, be that a few pints of Guinness or something a lot stronger. Um, it, it's it's drink and drug driving. And it really is is, is shocking that people are, are still doing it. There's just no reason. There's no excuse for it. Um, and, and people are doing it the following morning as well. You've a few pints of Guinness and then you get up for work at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and you're still under the influence. So people need, do need to just check that and say, do you know what? It's 11 o'clock at night now. I, I need to stop because I know I'm going to be in the car at a certain time tomorrow morning. OK, before I let you go, Jim says, does wearing glasses affect your sight more with the strong, strong lights? I wear glasses and I find the glare is very bad at times. Does Blake know, does wearing glasses affect that dazzling. Yeah, I, I do wear glasses myself and I can see a slight difference, especially if they're not clean. But having said that, I'm not an, an optometrist um, okay. and I, I wouldn't want to go too far with an opinion on that. But I could see how that could be a factor. Yeah. Sure. And then someone else is saying that they drove from Mayo to Cork and it was an evening time drive and were very worried about the glare from other cars. So they wore sunglasses and uh, it was perfect. I just don't know if I could drive at night with sunglasses on. 
I'm not sure that might cut down on, and this is one thing, if we do want to, to, to stop using LEDs and being so bright, it, it can cause a knock-on effect. So we, we could be helping in one situation, but causing more more damage or more problems in another, in another situation. Yeah. If, you're, right. if you're wearing your sunglasses at night, that can create other issues. Okay, I can see a lot of people are very concerned uh, about the, the dazzling of the headlights. Uh, so listen, Blake, thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme. You're welcome. Good morning to you. That is uh, Blake Boland from AA and Tim is picking up on what Blake was talking about about the scroll button for the for your lights. Uh, Tim says when headlamps are focused they should be done so with the scroll button at zero. That button is to compensate for weight in the back of the car whereby you can turn your lights down to the proper level. But I think a lot of people as Blake was saying don't, they do not even realise that that scroll button is there. Some of your calls in Suzanne and in Shannon. I feel the newer car lights are dazzling because of the LED bulbs. Yeah, that's what we were discussing there uh, with Blake. Compared to older cars, the lights are duller. But while the older lights are duller, are they safer because they're not as uh, dazzling? Yeah, yeah, but they say the LED lights give you more light. Um, it's kind of, I think, yeah, I think more investigation needs to be done. I mean, that's the reason that the report from the REC, the reason they brought out, they, they commissioned their report and they're calling in the UK on the government to fund an independent study on the issue. So watch this space. Catherine Clan says, I hate driving at night. Oh, I mentioned that because of the dazzling of lights. Patty Mitchistown says, do we need to educate drivers on night driving. So many people's eyesight may not be suitable for night driving and these people can be a danger on the road. If you feel you're not safe driving at night, then simply please do not drive once darkness falls. It frustrates Pat when he's driving at night and once a car comes along, the car in front suddenly breaks. Why? Because they can't deal with the bright lights and that can cause a knock-on effect and can cause accidents. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.